0: price is not today's price welcome ladies and gentlemen you could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with us this is the maverick podcast i'm your host dj maverick today we are rolling out the red carpet. Once again, we've got the international, not local, KO. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Matt. I appreciate
0: it. Super excited. Before we dive into everything, for the one percent of the people out there that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, like you said, I go by the name of KO, the illest bitch alive, fuck who tell you otherwise. Um there we that's go. my <laughs> tagline. Um, I'm an artist. Like you said, I'm a I'm an artist from Enid, Oklahoma. Um, born and raised there, high school on Um you know, just passionate, walking in my passion, pretty much that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I was digging in a little bit to your history, and it sounds like you've got some musical uh, connections there. So growing up in Enid, it sounds like mainly your mom being a, a club DJ, right? Yeah, my your, mom owned a nightclub. And your night grandmother yeah. too?
1: My grandma was um, heavy in church, Okay. Um, singing in the choir. That was always something that she put on me. I hated doing, but uh, for sure, yeah, someone that's a part of my story.
0: Awesome. So would you say that that kind of like directed your musical taste in a way, or what got you interested into music?
1: Um, as far as directing my musical taste, I would say as far as quality, like church Mm. taught me the tier of how singing is supposed to sound. Like you, I think I met some of the most amazing musicians in my life in church. Like, so I don't never trade that experience for nothing. But, um, yeah, just having my mom as a DJ, whenever I was a kid, it was constantly music in my house. Like my brothers love music. Um, Mm. My older brother, he rapped, and that's kind of where I got my start. So, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. What type of DJ was she, like, just club DJ? Like, what yeah. type of music? What was she What was she doing?
1: Ina does a small place, so, like, all mm. the local parties and the nightclubs. Like, okay. she was just in the mix of that. Um, she was also on the streets, so she was popular, so people uh, would just have okay. her at all day events. Like, cool. she was just a, a household name. People knew her, so it was easy for her to walk in the door. Like, she was that vibe. I so. see.
0: That's cool. And growing up in school, like, what were you into? Were you always into music or were you doing other activities in school or what was up with that?
1: Um, I was getting into a lot of trouble in trouble? school, but uh, <laughs> I always love music. Like, to this day, I've never found nothing that makes me feel the way that music do. So, yeah. like like I said, I live a purpose-driven life. You know what I'm saying? I know that mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, it's the only thing that I truly understand in this life is music. So, yeah. um, yeah, in school though, like when I was younger, I wanted to be a lawyer. Like that okay. was always my dream when I grew up. Like everybody mm-hmm. around me went to jail and I wanted to be on the other side of that trying to help. So Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's no, kind of where I came up with that from.
0: That that reminds me of one of your lyrics where you're like, I, I come from a place that's ugly, so I have to dream. Yeah. Right. That that's that's like yeah. when I heard that lyric, I was like, Yeah, I can identify with that for sure. Thank right? you, man. Like it's
1: it's real shit. Like, yeah. um, I think whenever you come from seeing a whole lot of nothing, like the smallest things, everything mm-hmm. mean everything to you. Like me sitting here in this interview with you, like this setup is amazing. This thank is you. like a real moment for me, like as far as what I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't get a lot of opportunities to do shit on a scale like this. So I want you to know that I'm grateful for that offer. Oh, thank like,
0: you. I'm I'm just excited as well. Like I said, I was checking out your music and everything. And then you're performing all weekend, right? Yeah, so by outside. the time that this this is going to come out afterwards. But tell me, you know, a little bit about what's going down this weekend. Because it sounds like you're going to be super busy.
1: Yeah. Um. This weekend is the Coalition DJ. I believe uh, they're... I want to say it's their first year or it's my first year. Let me not say okay. it's their first year. Right. They're having like a festival to celebrate their anniversary. Mm-hmm. So, um, the entire Midwest region, they're having a conference here and then they're doing like a big showcase all weekend long. Okay. So on um, Friday night, I'll be at Ponyboy. Um, Sunday night on that, I'll be at a uh, beer city music hall. And then Saturday, I'll be at Tail for Pride Fest. Wow,
0: you are going to be busy.
1: That's yeah, awesome. Man.
0: And like a wide range of venues and different vibes yes. in each of the venues. That's awesome. I'm excited to see yeah. what kind of
1: crowds they're going to bring out. Um, I've never done Beer City Music Hall. It's my first time doing yeah. that. So I'm interested just to see performing what it's going to be like there
0: yeah cool so walk me through your musical journey did you always have this fusion of singing and rapping or like how were you as an (laughs) artist out the gate
1: um like I said the singing part that came in the choir from my granny growing up but it wasn't like something I was doing with intention Mm -hmm. um like you know whenever you're a kid and your parents or your guardian whoever force you to do something just so that you can do the other things that you want to do you'll do that so it's like if you want to go play outside do your piano lessons something like that so um I always took choir serious because if I was if I was good my grandma would let me do what I wanted to do like okay. watch wrestling or play outside and all that stuff. So um that's where I got the singing from for real but it was never something that I was like confident with like okay. as a rapper always I felt like 10 toes down since I was probably like 12 13 like I was the best shit ever yeah, so yeah. that was always natural but singing came later on and the people actually loved the singing more than they loved the rapping so it's kind of mm. cool how it's developed
0: yeah it's awesome when i was listening and you can sing sing right because a lot of rappers they'll auto-tune right <laughs> but when i was hearing your stuff like it's legit you can tell like you, you know how to sing as well so, thank you i appreciate yeah.
1: that like i um like you said it is real heavy in auto-tune right now mm-hmm. i don't like the way that it makes my voice sound i think yeah. i have a unique tone and the way that i sing i do i tell people all the time like i grew up in church so i know people that can sing like right. fill up this whole room with their <laughs> yeah. voice that's not who i am like i do yeah. what Drake. And a lot of other people um, with the interest in tone have learned to do something unique with their voice. Mm-hmm. So I consider myself one of those. But I know people who will blow the roof off the building. Yeah. So I will never discredit what that is. Like if I see Michael Jordan play basketball, mm. I'm not gonna tell you I'm finna cross up Michael Jordan. Right. I've seen the best before for sure. <laughs> you'll
0: sing a portion and then you'll rap a portion, right? Sure. So do you say you enjoy doing that always, or do you, yeah. sometimes you just stick just to the hook, only singing, or what?
1: I like whenever I can have a verse because what I like about music most is the art of storytelling. So with me, I think it gives me time to like navigate. What are we really talking about here? Like, what is the message that I'm trying to convey? So I always, yeah, I always want a verse and a hook if I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That's awesome. Tell me about your, your first project and how that went down as far as getting off the ground and stuff, especially, I don't know. So you moved to OKC recently, right? But I imagine about seven years now. You started in in Enid or? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um,
1: Enid has no, music scene it's not a it's not a thing there so Mm -hmm. I'm a person who will always say that they're very delusional like you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. I said I dream really big I see life much larger than it really is in front of me like I'm one of the people that I believe in God because I can't believe in the shit I'm seeing sometimes so it's like I think just believing in something that's bigger than you so it's like coming from a place where I didn't see a lot of stuff and um like being into hip-hop and music in general like music videos, um, smack DVDs, stuff like that. Just culture, musical cultures from other locations, like getting into that. Okay. Um, it just let me know that it was real. You could come from nowhere, like the hood is everywhere. Like just learning that by leaving Oklahoma and seeing different things and being like, it's, it's really the same shit everywhere, so. Yeah. It
0: reminds me of one of my favorite quotes was like, if your dreams aren't scaring you, they're not big enough. Yeah. Right. So yeah, for sure. So oftentimes that happens to me too, where I'll tell people, hey, I got this project in mind and people are like, you're crazy.
1: Nobody right. is taking it as serious as yeah. you is. Like I'm, I'm one of those yeah. people. That's why I say like, I live in my delusion. Like I believe that everything that I'm doing, like it's that already. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I, I truly, whenever I say I'm the illest bitch alive, like I believe that in the here and now. And you I don't to. just mean Oklahoma. Yeah. Like I haven't even explored the whole world, but I feel mm-hmm. like no matter where I go, I'm always going to be who I am. Like yeah. life has shown me that time and time again. So that's always something that's important to me.
0: Cool, cool. Tell me about the first time you performed in public. Do you remember that? Like the first time you had an audience, like how did um, that go down?
1: The very first time that I performed, I think I was 15. Um, back in Enid, they used to have this, uh, this fashion show called PJ's Fashion Show. And it's like the, the guy who owns the barbershop in our, in our town, It's only one black barber. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he used to host a fashion show. Like he would give vendors from Oklahoma City to send clothes and he would have all the kids from the neighborhood come be in the fashion show and cool. walk in and model the clothes and shit. So it was always like a big deal in Enid for the black yeah. community. So awesome. uh he started adding artists to it and performances like with vendors and all this cool shit. Mm-hmm. And I had like just I was fresh into rapping like I just laid my first 16 in the studio, but I was like, "Oh, we're going to have a concert. Somebody yeah. going to let us come do this <laughs> shit live." So Awesome. I went up in there and um I had a I had I think it was like 8 bars on the song and it was like it was probably, like, the dopest experience of my life. Like, I got a good reaction back then. Like, recalling it then, it was a good night for us. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah,
0: and it just went down there in his barber shop, or where, where would he no, hold um,
1: it? No, it's this building. It's kind of like a, I guess you would say, like, you know those, uh, what are they called? The military reserve buildings uh, that they have, okay, like a okay. vet, a vet yeah, building? vet yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have like a, a stage at ours, like it's a Got big it. performance center. So it's okay. it's a big stage to where you can really walk around and move like it's a real performance. Got it. So yeah, that's where they used to have it at. And
0: I imagine once you felt that adrenaline from the people and performing lives, you're like, I'm hooked. Like, like I want to do this forever. I knew right? that I
1: was good. Cause like, if you wasn't decent, people wasn't giving you the response that I was getting. Yeah. Like So okay. I think that's how I knew that I was different. So it's kind of like Apollo
0: theater vibes. Like they're going to call you out if you're not good.
1: <laughs> if it's not that they're not yeah. giving you anything. So yeah. like for me, if I'm just spitting a 16 outside the football game or at school or Mm -hmm. I got the reaction of that, Oh wait, this shit right here is cool. So I kept getting that and it kept getting stronger and better each time and like just growing with it. So I kind of just ran with it. Like I can't be wrong. Everybody else is saying yes. So
0: yeah. Okay, cool. Have you always been like an independent artist? Because I saw like there was a Motown connection out there with you, right? So tell me a little bit about that Motown connection and you know, whether you decided to stay independent or did you go record label? You know, walk me through that.
1: OK, so um, the Motown Connection is actually through Fire and Little Africa, which is a, um, a Centennial album that they did for the Tulsa Race Riots. Like it's based oh, okay. around the story of the Tulsa Race Riots in mm-hmm. um, Greenwood. Uh, I actually came in that project on a whim. Like they had filmed a documentary. They had recorded recording sessions where they had all the other artists like lady verse and like mm-hmm. kind of mesh to build something. And um, I guess I was having a little momentum at the time, like grinding, building it up. And a guy by the name of Steph Simon, who was over the project, saw me and invited me into the fold. And it kind of just grew from that. So cool. the situation with Motown was like a group label for that. But as far as me, KO to artist, I've been mm-hmm. independent since day one.
0: Okay. Did yeah. they just run across your social media or how did they sort of like you um, know, get get wind of your buzz, you know, basically?
1: My manager, Xavier, and I, we do a lot of footwork. Like I'm somebody who, as far as the Oklahoma music scene, is not to... Uh, no, forget it. It is what it is. It's like I'm <laughs> one of the artists that you have to acknowledge for their grind. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like we go outside and hang up a lot of posters and then flyers on the mm-hmm. cars and be out in the parking lot sweating, doing yeah. the work for real. So if you came outside the show that I was at, even if I wasn't the headliner, you had that flyer on your car. Uh, okay. You would have seen the girl with the blind fade somewhere. It's, yeah. it, it's no way that you missed it. So... Just I think being outside working my program doing it that way he came across me and it kind of just grew from there like he reached out and the rest is history.
0: Awesome, yeah, I, re- I remember the street team days when people would just put posters and stuff. But are you doing that to this day? To this like day, like putting I, out stuff. Yeah. Let me tell
1: you something. I got results from that shit. Really? Like people can say that. Oh, it's dated. Nobody's doing hand to hand. Everything is digital. Mm-hmm. Somebody going on Instagram and seeing a sponsored ad is one thing, There's right. that's gonna live for a blink in your entire day. You're gonna keep scrolling, and forget that you saw that shit. Yeah. I put that flyer on your window when you came out the club, nobody's throwing it away right then, it's gonna sit there, you're gonna see it on the drive home when you get back in your car the next day before you go to work. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck is this? She look interesting, let me scan this and see what it's about and check it out. Okay. They so like you put it. Like, like a anything. QR code yeah. or something on there. They got the okay. links to every uh, streaming site, like okay. everything. You can get straight to me off that flyer. So. Okay.
0: Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I think that's a unique approach because you're right. Most people today, they're like social media is where it's at. Like, and I'm they're not gonna, wrong. I mean, it's true, but it sounds like your your method's working as well. If right? you
1: got the budget to do it digitally, like advertising online is pricey. Like, I'm mm. not gonna lie to you. Like, it's something. that's simple. It's like uh, if you want to get on Instagram and get something that's really gonna be impactful and you have anything short of a couple hundred, it's like, what was it really worth? And it's like, I could spend that couple hundred and get maybe 500 of those QR cards and have them everywhere and it actually work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I won't be a blink in your day. I'm gonna be posted in your dash in your car for a long time. Like I I still to this day see a lot of those flyers in people's car whenever I come across them. So it's crazy.
0: Cool. Tell me about your musical influences. Growing up, you know, I know you said church, but like you personally, like what were you into?
1: Um, Jay-Z for sure. That's my favorite rapper. Um, Mary J. Blige, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, okay. um, Lil Wayne, Joel Santana, um, Whitney Houston, just all different types of of, of walks and and lives from hip hop and R and B and soul. Like yeah. I even love pop music. Like I even love a little bit of country. It just really? it all depends okay. on the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I'm a, like I said, I'm a love of the storyteller. So mm-hmm. country music got people to tell great stories. So yeah. I love shit like that too. So yeah. I'm, I love a little bit of everything.
0: Okay, that's cool. So. The whole R&B, soulful, like that's just like you enjoyed the music and yeah. in church and then you just like found out you were good at it? Or how did you discover you had a voice?
1: I feel like as far as discovering your gift in life, it's the things that you can do like effortlessly. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like the shit that you can wake up and do without without taking too much of a deep breath. It's like I'm, I'm good at this. I know how it works. This okay. works. You know what I mean? Like I think since I'm such a loner and an introvert, like I studied music so much like mm-hmm. I play music while I do it. It's nothing that I can do that I can't play music while I'm doing Yeah, it, so. I'm the
0: same way. <laughs> and depending on like, the vibe I'm in, like my playlist will change too. Yeah. So if I'm having a bad day or if I'm mad or whatever, like the playlist,
1: you Some can something definitely Something that will curate tell. the sound, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way, so I get it. Mm-hmm. It's just loving the things that I hear and then learning that, Hey, I can do that, and that's kind of decent. You know what I'm saying? Like, Let me see what my rendition of that is and then yeah. just finding my way to my own sound with it.
0: That's cool. Do you write everything? You you write your own stuff all the time? I write it all. All the
1: raps, all the singing, it's all me. Like, I think as far as like my artistic approach, that's very important. Like, Mm -hmm. this is me that you're getting. Like, I'm not giving you somebody else's uh, pen and then me trying to deliver it better. It's like, no, this is me. All of it. Like, yeah.
0: Okay. When does uh, inspiration strike? How does that happen? Is it just like a random moment and you just got to like jot it down real quick? Or like, how does that usually happen for you?
1: I think with each album, it's changed over the years. Like Mm -hmm. it was a time where I could watch movies, or I could just sit and sift through beats, and it'll come. Or if I'm not influenced, like I could watch movies and then write the soundtrack to the movie. Like I could find my own way to present a narrative. But as of late, like with me doing so much moving around, and I think it's weird. Like when the music actually starts rolling, how it changes you creatively. It's like if I'm if I'm honest, I'm not as confident in some of the things that I create now. It's like I'm way more nitpicky with myself. So it's just um. I think kind of finding my way to the story that I want to tell, like what, what do I really have to say? Mm-hmm. Like not just talking for the sake of talking, like talking. Cause I genuinely have something to say. Like, I think yeah. I'm in that pocket right now. So it's different. Yeah. It varies.
0: Yeah. When I was listening to your stuff, it, it sounds really well produced and, you know, mastered and everything. Who do you work with? Is Thank it here you. local or? Yeah. Do okay. Tell me about that. I work
1: with an artist by the name of Joey Sativa um, mixed by Nushi. Okay. He, um he re- records every session. He mixes and masters everything. Um, I tell people all the time, like, he speaks my language. Like, I don't know the the tech terminologies for yeah. a lot of what this shit is. But if I tell him I want this song to sound like you're in space and I mm-hmm. want it to be like the it's forcing at you from this direction. Yeah. If I want it to come stronger, he gets it. Everything okay. I'm trying to tell him, and then we've built a relationship off that. So That's
0: cool. Yeah, because right now, kind of like the vibe, especially with the newer artists, is like the whole distorted, like yeah. super saturated. What are your thoughts Damn on that? Damn there, don't side? know what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, like, it sounds like your, your, your subwoofers are blown out, right? Yeah. What do you think about that style?
1: I like um, the way the music evolves. Like when people find new ways to do creative shit. Like I'm Mm -hmm. never, I never want to be the person in the room that knocks it. Like even if I'm not the audience, I can't say that it's not great. It just may not be for me. But um, I think I like the way that this evolved. Like I love artists like Party Next Door. I like uh, shit like Lil Baby. Like I don't sometimes always know or resonate, but it's like I like what you're doing creatively. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think every every way the music has evolved. Whenever it went from lyrical to to trap to mm-hmm. the Soulja Boy era to all that shit, like right, right. I loved every single phase of it. So yeah, I ain't mad at it.
0: These kids are like kind of like the rebels, and they're like, we're gonna show you it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, it has to, it's just we're just gonna put it out there. No song right. structure, no
1: anything. Right, you could get right. a Bart like from a uh, Little Yachty's last two hits. Like if you notice, it's like he didn't even really go in there and consciously try to do anything. right. right. But it's gonna resonate because it's simple. Like I think everything that people latch onto is like the most simplistic things in the world. Like I think that's why TikTok works Mm -hmm. so well. It's the most that you can get in in five, 10 seconds, like, and they can run off with that. So I think that's kind of the objective for people to be creative, like as as quick as possible. We don't have three minutes to get their attention. What can I say (laughs) in six seconds to make you buy into this? Yeah. So yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah, for sure. What are your thoughts on on that though? Because I feel like the algorithm is also dictating people's music taste, right? Because back in the day, like you would like have to go and look at you know, album CDs or whatever you would go to record stores and now it's like the algorithm sort of feeding you. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like you deciding your music taste, or maybe the algorithms just like dictating that for for
1: you. Um, we're all brainwashed at this point. It's like everything that we get in is force fed. Like everything yeah. we know is what somebody told us. It's not an original thought that we forming. Like, mm-hmm. But that's why true creatives matter. Because the people who coming up, even if you don't respect the way that they're doing it, they're giving you something outside of the mold. So you yeah. got to respect that they breaking the matrix. Like I love shit like that. But it's like you said, but it's all in marketing. Like everything that they selling us. Like I think about it all the time. Um, Beyonce's latest album. Like, people it's Beyonce so it's great but mm. it's not the biggest song in the world because it's that great like Beyonce right. had a million dollars to take to the radio to guarantee that every time yeah. you get in your car you're gonna hear we gonna fuck up tonight sure. like you're gonna hear yeah. it every single time <laughs> you get in your car like yeah. but it's a bag it's force fed to you so of course it's the number yeah. one song in the world you know what I mean like TikTok is the same thing Playlisting, people buy placements it's, it's all mm. that it's all a marketing games so yeah. yeah
0: yeah what I find interesting too is like when Drake will do, like, something different when he did, like, the EDM-style vibe, right? And he did yeah. that whole album. At first, people hated it. And yeah. they are like, oh, Drake sold out. Like, And then all of a sudden, you see everybody vibing to that, um, that whole summer. Like, yeah, house yeah. beats
1: and uh, afro beats. That became the wave right after yeah. that. Like, they they didn't understand it. I think Drake, Drake's audience doesn't truly understand how creative he really is. Like. Yeah. Drake is artist. I look at this like you can do anything. Like mm-hmm. I feel about him the same way I feel about me. Like it's not no genre or no beat that you couldn't play on. Drake could go do a country song tomorrow and it would be a hit. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the the true creative. You studied everything. Like, that's true. But then oh. Beyonce came and did it, and then it's the commercialized like version of that. So it's even bigger. So yeah, now everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Wizkid and all that music is the biggest shit in the world now. It's Afro beats. Yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. Tell me why Ko. What's the meaning behind Ko?
1: Um my cousin gave me that name like when I was younger if you was in Enid and you said you could rap I was the person that you had to rap against you know uh, what I'm yeah. saying so I wanted to challenge everybody to to make sure that they knew that I was the hardest okay. one out here so So um, it's
0: like come battle and take the the title from me like like that's how I out feel out it's yeah. it's not
1: that yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like I said I live in my my mind so yeah. in real time it's not that but that's the way that I feel so it's like I was always up to give the challenge like I want you to know that I'm not afraid to take this challenge on like Okay. But um my cousin I went to his house um, that was the first studio I ever went to, it was a house studio, old Dell computer set up with a, a rinky dink mic and I laid my first 16 and he saw me and was like, nah cuz you killed that, like you knocked him out on the mic, we gonna call you K.O. Uh, and then it, it just <laughs> stuck. It just, they <laughs> was calling awesome. me that from the rest of my days, so yeah.
0: Okay. Is that album published? Like can people check it out or no? No, this no. was
1: like long before you could even get distribution online, okay. like I probably don't even know where I could get a burnt, co- like no. I couldn't even hear that song <laughs> in this day and time. Yeah. But yeah,
0: it was crazy. Yeah, you should look for it. It might be cool to put out there. I don't, I don't know if you're proud of it or not, but it sounds like it's not bad. I hate hearing whatever. all my old shit. Yeah. Like just to see, I,
1: I, like when, I, like I told you, I always thought I was that from whenever I was young. So it's like to yeah. go back and hear like the most confidence in some of the most mid bars I've ever yeah. written. It's like it's, it's crazy. But yeah. yeah,
0: that's cool. So, tell me how many projects have you put out there already? How many albums have you put out there?
1: I have eight albums out right now. Eight albums. Um, we actually okay. just surpassed 100,000 streams across all streaming platforms. Awesome. Um Independent. Yeah, like I'm really excited about that. Like, just like I said, me and my manager being outside, like trying yeah. to do our rendition of force feeding it to the people, like becoming a household name. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm real proud of. Like people are actually going to that music and press and play. So it means yeah. the things that I'm doing are working. So yeah. and that's
0: for the uh, independent, not local project. Or no, that's one? for
1: like overall, like all overall. of the albums that I okay. have, like some people catch like a big song and they'll have a lot of numbers off of one song. Right. It's like, for me, right. what I love for my shit is that it's album based. Like mm-hmm. the albums overall have, have great streaming numbers. Like okay. they play in the entire thing. So yeah, awesome. it's cool to see.
0: Cool. I also saw that your latest was like a single with the feature, right? yeah was that so tell me about that there was like a collab i think that i saw on there on spotify
1: um damn, it depends on which one you're talking about i didn't did quite a few of them yeah
0: uh let me put it up i, I was listening on the way over here to the podcast please. and i was like I, it's, was it, it the positive like one <laughs> it might have been if it's Let's the positive
1: see. one i know what you're talking about um no yeah. times of wasting
0: let me see yeah i think that's it yeah it's like times of wasting yeah 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 yeah, um, I liked it, but it was, like, way different than than all your other tracks. For sure. Yeah. Like
1: I said, I try to be somebody who it's nothing I can't do. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever they bring to the table, I always want to confidently be like, I can deliver that. If if it's an influential record, if it's um, heartbreak record, if it's trap rap, if it's, like I said, Afrobeats, uh, Neo Soul, whatever. Like, right. I always want to let it be known that I can, step, I can step in that booth and do anything, like, and I'm fearless, and it's going to be good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So for that song... um. There's a book coming out by, um, an author by the name of Bettina Love, um, it's called "Punished for Dreaming, it's based around like, kind of like the pipeline from, um, the projects to prison kind of okay. basically. So it's just talking about how people are set up for failure a lot in our community. So mm-hmm. it was something positive. I liked the message and, uh, she was trying to get a song done for it. And, uh, a guy by the name of Dr. View, who's also a part of the fire in Africa, he reached out and pulled me in Okay. and another artist by the name of uh, Jacoby Ryan. So, yeah. Got
0: it. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering like, cause that was like way different. So I didn't know the history behind the project. Yeah. Um, so, but now that, message. Yeah, yeah. now that you're telling me, it's like a deep message behind yeah. it. And then there's also a book, you said? Or? Yeah, Punished
1: yeah. for Dreaming. Um, that's okay. gonna be coming out this September. So okay. um, I did two songs for the the rollout for her book. And uh, yeah, so it's going good, man. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, no, I see you're, you're super busy. And also the other thing I like about you is like, all your branding, uh, everything you sent me was on point, right? So Thank you. sometimes when, when, you know, I interview local people around here, they don't have their stuff all together, right? Yeah. And they're not as responsive and all that, but you from the gate, like everything's been super professional. Like everything, branding, everything on point. I appreciate that. That We appreciate that as far as my (laughs) team.
1: Like, yeah, we we try to come into the building and bring professionalism every time. It's like, you know, I want to set myself aside in that respect, too. Like I want to be respected for doing great business. You know what I'm saying? Like I respect my time and I want to respect yours, too. So Mm -hmm. that's just how I try to carry it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Are you also like touring around the U.S. and other places? Like, what what kind of touring are you doing here recently?
1: Not like a real tour. I've been a few places. Like, I've been out to Atlanta. Um, I've been to uh, Maryland. I've I've been a few places. Like, I've been around, but it's mm-hmm. not it's not where I wanted to be yet. To where I could really take it on like a nationwide tour. It's like a lot of the audience that I've built it's still locally and there's still a lot of people to find. Yeah. It's like I said, I don't have the marketing money to make it worldwide, but mm-hmm. it's a fan of day. So, you know, the people who do find out about it outside of here, like they be tapped in too. Like right. I did this, um a documentary with Yahoo Japan mm-hmm. and I had people from Japan like hit me, loving the music, loving the story and really? just the way I was giving it up. So like I said, just a fan of the time, like as yeah. I build the people, like I'll get to where they at. So yeah.
0: yeah. Have you ever like did a deep dive into like the analytics or anything like that? Cause I think it was Russ that he's able to set up his tour based on like where they're streaming from. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, I've got like an audience here. I can go to this crazy nobody's ever heard of, but I've yeah. got fans there. Right. So
1: see, it's, yeah. it's trying to figure it out that way. The hard part is in getting yeah. into some of those venues and not having any kind of connections. Like I don't have like a booking agent or something like that. So it's like yeah. being somebody in Oklahoma that's saying, Hey, I have this many streams in your area. Like, mm-hmm. can I come into your venue and perform my set? We never heard of you. You never been around here. Like I see the way streaming is set up. You could have faked those numbers for all we know. Like, if it's not, we can't see it with our own eyes, it's not a real thing. I see. So, it's like having a legitimate connection that's already into the venue that can say, oh, no, this is legitimate. You should okay. give that the shot. It's making those connections. That's where I'm at with it now. I it's see. not that it's not getting there, it's just making the connections to be on the ground with it.
0: Yeah. So, you've, you've tried to reach out to venues and stuff like that, right. but they just don't take they it. They don't. Serious. It's like,
1: yeah. I'm nobody there. It's yeah. like in Oklahoma, you can see it. Like, I'm on the ground, the posters are everywhere, the flyers are everywhere, but it's like, yeah. I do great numbers in Seattle, but if I call Seattle, nobody's ever seen me or heard of me. These are people who are really deep diving into music. They love independent shit that found me. So yeah. it's kind of hard to, I could show you analytics, but right. that could be manipulated too. So. yeah,
0: Do you think it's just because we're in Oklahoma? Because like I check myself against other podcasts and I've got bigger numbers. And then I see people that have like flaked on me or like I'll send them a message and they ghost me yeah. and they'll go turn around and do another podcast. They don't have as many views as what i've got right and just because they were in another bigger city they think it's a bigger market it's a bigger opportunity yeah,
1: yeah. you find out real quick some of the everything that shine ain't diamonds you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying it's like some people will have the look but it, once you get into the groove of it it's not really that like yeah there might be podcasts in oklahoma who look like they're doing better than you but they don't do better numbers they don't have yeah. a better level of quality it's well, like even like
0: dallas or like competing markets like they'll go do like a uh, podcast in Dallas or a podcast in California And just because they're in a bigger city They assume that they're more legit or whatever yeah. And just because I'm in Oklahoma Sometimes they're just kind of like brush me off Sort of thing right And I don't know if you if you run into that as like Hell as an yeah. artist But <laughs> sometimes yeah. I feel like man I almost want to tell them I'm not in Oklahoma Right yeah. Just because it's, it's, it's weird I don't know
1: I understand it and it's like especially for the level of quality that you give And it's like I could say that too as an artist But sometimes like I learn the value in it's truly the people. It's not mm-hmm. the look. It's not the the other artists. It's really like just the value and finding in that one person in the room who's like, no, I identify with what it is that you're doing. Like yeah. there's somebody who watches your podcast faithfully that's like, just get me through my shift. Like yeah. I like his energy and the way he conversates. Like whoever the people are that buy into you, they could be in fucking Perry, Oklahoma. They right. don't have no access to that podcast in Dallas. You mean more to them. Right. So it's just like the value is really in the people yeah. you know what I'm saying like but I, I get the bullshit that you saying that comes with it but the value is really just in the people who, who care about the shit yeah. you're doing
0: and to the to that point the other lesson that I've learned doing this is that I'm not always going to be able to convince my friends or even my family to yeah. support right sometimes the biggest supporters and your biggest fans are like people you don't even know
1: a stranger somebody you yeah. even it's don't so know crazy right yeah
0: because you look at your Facebook followers your Facebook friends And you're like, oh, out the gate, I'm going to have like 500 views. Like, I've got all these friends. Yeah.
1: Nope. (laughs) No, like, (laughs) you you said a mouthful with that shit. It's like, you coming into it and you think automatically all my family or friends will support it. Like, they know me. They know how hard I'm working. They know what comes with this. Of course they will. And then they don't. Then it'll be somebody who don't know you from the man in the moon. They come to every show that's buying a t-shirt that's like no, like you, you supposed to be rich, like right now. It's right. like, it's crazy. my family don't even right. believe in me like that. Yeah. You think I'm supposed to be somebody tomorrow. It's like, yeah, you deserve more of my yeah. time and energy. Like, yeah, it's just, but, but what you said is definitely true. I don't know why it's like that. I'm one of the people that is like, if I'm in close vicinity to you and I see you trying hard, I want to try to push it forward. Like yeah. I want to try to help like, however I can, you know what I'm saying? But that's not the world we live in, so.
0: Right, yeah. And also too, like when, let's say Beyonce drops a new project or whatever, you see all your friends. They're gonna like, post that. They're Beyonce. gonna post it. Yeah. They're gonna share it to the story. Oh, we're excited. But you dropped the project. Nobody's Prickets. sharing it. Yeah, that. it's like it's crazy. Beyonce think, think, not
1: gonna pay your bills. Right. She don't give a damn and about do you. Do you think
0: Beyonce <laughs> is the one that needs the more you know the more she don't support, need your support? She right? got
1: the check. Like right. she Beyonce right. going up either yeah. way, whether you post it or not. So yeah. it's like I don't I don't know people's mentality with that. I think um sometimes people's insecurities and seeing you in a place that I think sometimes people's light, they start them out real early in life. Like people mm-hmm. get married, they have kids. It just draws them back from their dreams. You don't yeah. have it to chase it anymore. Your life is in a different direction. So seeing somebody that you saw that came from where you come do it, it might make you a little bit uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy yeah. for you to see or watch that. It can, it can create some sort of envy in some way. And it may not even be with malice intent, but it's just a feeling that's there because it's like, damn, True. they're reaching for the stars, but I couldn't because this is my life. Like yeah. You know what I mean? So
0: Yeah, I guess I just never view it that way. Like I want us all to win. For right? sure. Like there's plenty out there for everybody to win. Everybody so, deserves a moment. Yeah. yeah. If I see my friend doing a project or whatever, I'm going to support. I'm going to support way, your right? shit. Like, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's another thing that I posted this week. Uh, there was this quote that said, uh, my my pay rate is based on my talent, not your budget. For sure. Right. So I don't know if you run into that to where like, hey, they hit you up and like, hey, come do this for exposure. Yeah. Right? Come do this. It's gonna be a great look. Come come do our our thing for free, right?
1: I'm not gonna lie to you, Maverick. Like I'm it's like I said, the the value of people is sometimes so important to me that I will take some of those opportunities. It's like if you may bring a crowd of people into the room that I couldn't get there, yeah, thus that's maybe forty people that I need to see me. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. so that may be the trade that I take just so that I can get some new people to find out about KO and to hear this music. Like that's forty more cars in the parking lot. We can put them flyers on. Like, I need that opportunity sometimes. Like the real value is in the people and sometimes I might not get it now, but I know it's on the way from the sacrifices that I made and the work that I put in. So yeah, yeah. like I'm going to take some of them opportunities. This bullshit yeah. for the exposure. They always think it's like, oh, <laughs> you going to do this to help right. me and my brand. It's like, it ain't even rooted in that, bro. I came for the people. It's not even about you. Right. Like,
0: but after so many times that you're going to bat for people, you can't deposit exposure. You can't. Exposure is not going to pay the bills.
1: You can't, but you yeah. you cannot skip the grind. Everybody yeah. got to do it. It comes with the process. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Sometimes you do gotta grind till your feet hurt and it's just a part of it. Like you gotta wait to get the payday later. It's not, I think everybody's journey is different. It won't always be the same. Like you won't, sometimes you won't get it up front. So for me, I'm trying to wrap my brain around, all right, if I slow down and just take this moment and appreciate what's actually happening. Like I get sad and go through moments with this shit. I'll be depressed. I'll be having all types of shit going on. Like I was Mm -hmm. talking to my cousin about some shit I was going through and he was like, yo, you better lift your head up because you living somebody's dream. Like real talk. And like he, he said some true shit. Like I really had to sit back and think about it like, it's artists outside who do what I do with with pray for the opportunities that I've had. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think whenever I counted, I'm up to 38 music videos. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, okay. I think right around features included in the last four years.
0: Okay. That's awesome. So
1: it's like, um, it's, it's, it's formulating. Like yeah, whether you want to respect it or not, it's a real thing. Like I'm a real artist. Like I have, real music videos I could sit mm-hmm. up and listen to a playlist of myself for hours I could watch myself on YouTube for hours it's yeah. like I really did the groundwork so it's like yeah it, it is what I say it is in my head yeah. yeah
0: tell me about that about the music video process do you do that on your own too and like write out the scenes and everything yeah or you know I imagine you being an independent artist you like to be hands-on on everything right for sure. so tell me about that
1: I want to write treatments for all my music videos because whenever I make the music, I have a, a movie plan in my head, like for mm-hmm. each song. Like if that's going to be a single, I've seen it in my head for what it could be. Okay. But um, yeah, I write the treatments for them. I know the storylines. I know the scene, how I want it to look. I create the backdrop. Um, my The way that I'm dressed whenever I show up, I know how yep. I want to present myself. So it's like I find the people who compliment that. And then I just bring everything I've seen in my head to life. And I've done it time and time again.
0: In today's day, like Being on social media and visuals, that's super important, right? Content creation. It it
1: runs the nation. Like, real shit, you got to have something to show these people. Like, people are living in their phones. Like, we was talking about earlier. Like, the whole world is digital. It's all about what the people can see on their timeline. No matter what app you own, they got to see you somewhere. So, it's like, you got to have something worth showing to them. Mm -hmm. But, like, with me, I'm going to show you the work. I'm going to show you, like they going to show you some guns. They're going to show you some chains, like right. a whole bunch of bullshit. I'm going to show you this work. Like, this is a process. This isn't something that you get just because you wake up and have it. Like, it really yeah. does take a lot of work. So awesome. I have a lot of value in showing the process of that shit. So, yeah.
0: Cool. If I had to, like, ask you for one song that represents you or one song that's your favorite, what would be that go-to song that you've done so far? Or is it, like, your baby? Like, I, I can't pick one of my babies because I love them all.
1: No, I know my theme music 1,000%. Yeah. If I had a theme song, it would be Million Dollar Bitch. Like, okay. that's like, like I said, I grew up a wrestling kid. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, I, I have a rapper friend by the name of Thomas who and, um, he told me like whenever you perform that song, it's like Stone Cold when the glass breaks. Oh, like yeah. I can hear you walking out <laughs> yeah. to the ring and it's that's it's your coming theme music. on. Yeah. That's like that's okay. like I'm here. That's my song. Okay. So yeah, million dollar bitch for sure.
0: Cool. When did you lay that track? Is it like pretty recent or it's
1: probably been like three years now. Three
0: years. Yeah. Okay.
1: But it's it stands strong. Like if yeah. I perform that tomorrow, like the people yeah. know. Like that's the people awesome. who know KO, they know that song.
0: That's cool. I, I like to always ask that question because sometimes it's difficult because you you know, the songs you probably identify like certain times in your life stuff that you were going through and it's like it's tough right like they all have a meaning behind them
1: they do and I love them all but it's like when it's one of those ones that it's like this is not just something that I love this is something the world would love like it's different yeah you know it's one of those so yeah
0: okay cool what's on your your goals list for for the rest of this year like what are some of the things that you want to achieve
1: um like I said a fan a day a day at a time uh for sure, I would like to get funding for for my efforts and what I'm doing. Like, that's really, like, my main goal now. Like I said, it's independent. It's just, I feel like as far as Oklahoma hip-hop goes, like, I've I've hit the ceiling. I've seen it all, done it all. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So, I'm on a path to where it's like, okay, well, I want to take this to the World Stadium. Like, okay. I want to take it over to the, the World Stage and let everybody see it. Like, I don't want it to just be something for the locals. Like, this is the real deal. Right. So, um, like I said, it's all marketing. Everything is a money play in music. So, it's just finding somebody who feels the way that I feel about what I'm doing It's like, yeah, I'll stand behind that. Like kind of yeah. just finding it because I I got a nine to five. Like I don't my music is not creating my funding my lifestyle yeah. right now. Same. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm right there with you. It's like, you know, if you love something, you're gonna make time for it. For sure. Right. And if you dedicate, and I think if you keep your head down, eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Yeah. Right. So I have...
1: Consistency that. is key. Like, as yeah. long as you keep doing it, somebody going to see you. Like, yeah. when people say that shit, like, you really do only have to be right one time. Like, somebody has to see it, that one person and is like, no, I love this. And then it could be a, the handshake that could change your life. Yeah. Right.
0: If I were to ask you right now, pull up your playlist. Who am I going to find on your playlist right now?
1: Right now, I've been playing a lot of um, Beyonce, of course, uh, Party Next Door, uh Vince Staples. Okay. Um whose album just came out that I've been heavy into. Um an artist by the name of Lady Ray. She used to go by my Nicole Ray whenever I was younger, but it's just uh-huh. like, um, like I said, with creative blocks, I've been trying to find myself listening to things that I normally wouldn't um, gravitate to. Yeah. Like, I've been playing Paramore's album a lot. Um, okay. This is why. Like, yeah, I've been having that in rotation, just <laughs> hearing some shit yeah. just other than what I would normally hear just to try to inspire me yeah, to see what I can create. So, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Like, you probably find some Jeezy, some Gucci Mane, everything. It's cool, crazy. Cool, cool.
0: I've been curious to see what kind of numbers uh, Gunna's album is going to do, you yeah. know, because he just like got through all the stuff that he was dealing with or whatever. He put out his album. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting if he still has that support or not. Yeah. I
1: yeah. think with that situation, it's just, um, I thought it was funny to me how people like poked that gun. It's like a lot of people was in the situation he was in. A lot of them took plea deals. It's like, why only point yeah. the finger at him? You right. know what I mean? He's the one with the platform, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. The, the black community is sometimes, uh, it's, it's different about his approach to that. Sometimes I don't, I don't agree with all of those things, but you know, I don't live in the streets. I take the sidewalk, So yeah. that ain't none of my business. I'll be at work. You feel <laughs> yeah, me? So. Yeah.
0: yeah I'm, I'm just curious, just from a numbers perspective, because a lot of people like to talk mess on the internet, right? Like everybody, be all right. everybody's like a, a keyboard warrior, a keyboard gangster. There's so much right? they would
1: do. Everybody yeah. would tell you how to fight if they, if they wasn't yeah. in the ring, like until they get in, <laughs> yeah. it don't matter. So it's like, I think with him he will be all right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you the thing about the world like cancel culture being like not a real thing. If you keep making hits and good music, yeah. They're going to forget about it. Like and, and some people won't like people who are like they morals and values standing on what they feel. Of course they'll hold on to that. But then people who just riding the wave just on the internet just saying anything. You make a yeah. good song, they like they're going to forget about all that shit. Like
0: Yeah, definitely. So what kind of advice would you give someone in Oklahoma that does have aspirations to be an artist? Like what, what would you say? Cause it sounds like you've already learned some of those lessons and yeah. you've sort of had to like be tough when you needed to be tough and keep your head down, keep grinding. Yeah. So what kind of advice would you give them?
1: Um, definitely stay true to self. You know what I'm saying? Like um, if possible, isolate yourself. I learned with me because I'm a person who goes outside with love and respect and I wear my heart on my sleeve. But mm-hmm. what I do in the industry that I'm in, it's not made for that. It's not made for people like me with a, with a pure heart. Like yeah. a lot of the stuff that I do just leave me with a heavy heart. Cause it's like, <laughs> oh, well, you should have known that, that they was going this, this, and that. But it's like, I believe everybody deserves a clean slate until they give you a reason not to deserve one. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I come into every situation feeling that way, and then when things go awry, I'll, I'll emotionally feel away. But it's mm-hmm. like just learning my way through that, trying to get thick skin and just being like, you know what? I don't even care no more like i'm just doing what i got to do but at no point right. like i don't fold on on my grind or the things that i'm doing like regardless of how i feel the work gonna get done so mm-hmm. again just hustling and being consistent
0: yeah the hip-hop industry as a whole i think is super tough right it's cutthroat. Yeah. when you see like you know the rock industry or something you see old rock stars right like yeah. you see like aerosmith you see rolling stones you see all these guys you never see old rappers they don't really right? give us
1: legends it's like yeah. Well, to the young kids you old real fast you yeah. know what i'm saying it's like oh this old mo-. like get off the stage we don't care about that <laughs> yeah. it's like but he paved the whole way for everything that you did yeah. like and it's
0: not even old like i, I wouldn't consider them they old. not like, old like they're Nas, not old at all like he's Nas not old or somebody but they're like oh he's old he's like he's done with and it's like dude it's like Nas. like what the heck and he's you know? still making great yeah. music
1: it's like this i think that's the reason why i always see jay-z the way that i do because like yeah. he's evolved with that music it's like as mm-hmm. you came from a kid to like a grown man for real like with a different lifestyle. You weren't still talking about drugs and being in Marcy. Like right. it evolved with every album and what you was going through in your life. So I don't know. I feel like whenever you create a true fan base, you'll always be able to sustain on that. Cause they can say what they want to about Nas, but mm-hmm. he's still going on tour every year. Yeah. Like there's still a new album. He just won a Grammy last year. Yeah. Like I think he, he still has Nas. it. He like, still yeah. has it, yeah. So yeah, that that don't yeah. matter. People, it's like you said, keyboard warriors. They just get mm-hmm. on the, get on their phone just to say something cause the Fi work. They not yeah. talking about nothing, though. No.
0: <laughs> true. Do you think that'll ever change? Do you think there ever will be? like? Old rap stars, old hip hop stars, like I,
1: I think we get legends, but sometimes not in rap. I think the closest to it probably be Jay Z. Um, yeah. The follow up on that from for sure be Drake, J Cole, or Kendrick. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like those type of people. Yeah, like we're not getting a lot of them, but they do sprinkle through. Like I, I feel like if you make truly great music, like you can stand the test of time. Like Drake mm-hmm. is evolving with these kids. Like if Drake Little Lil Dirk's having a run, Drake's pulling him into the fold. Like yeah. that's keeping his name relevant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I like
0: Lil Dirk's new project. What yeah, you think it's about like,
1: it? I think that yeah. it's cool. Like with Dirk, sometimes it's like um I want to hear evolution in the music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he's been on his um the positivity stuff, but it's like I said, I just want to evolve. I want to hear him experiment more. But I yeah. like Dirk. I love the energy that he brings. You yeah, know what that, I'm that saying? That like, one song like All My Life it. or whatever. Like, J. Cole, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that track. It's yeah, dope. J. Cole yeah. bodied that shit too. So yeah. Yeah. I, I love Lil Durk. I, like I said, I, I really like his energy for what he does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Do you think Jay-Z or even Kendrick, are they ever going to drop another project or
1: no? For sure. Like yeah. people, people like that don't go away. I think like whenever you truly a creative like that, you always going to have that itch. Like regardless of who the audience is, you always going to create. So it's like with Jay-Z, even whenever he takes his, his six year hiatus, he comes back and it's like the greatest shit yeah. you've heard. It's like the past he never left. Right? Like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't miss a step. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, um same thing for drake i think same thing for kendrick like kendrick mm-hmm. evolves every album it's, he's in a new place in his life and talking yeah. about new experiences and stuff so yeah i think yeah. then people it's always gonna be around
0: yeah that's cool whenever you perform do you do it with the live band do you have a dj that you work with like what are your performances like
1: it's usually like a dj set with like tracks if they have a house dj sometimes i'll go in there and okay. use that um sometimes djs that i know like a dj marky dj trey woods like it's just different people who i know and have personal relationships with that will come dj my sets but cool. um I do do a show once a year with a live band like I do a lot of R&B so people like to have that intimate experience yeah. so I try to provide that so, I can yeah. see that being
0: super dope especially the way that you fuse like you're singing and yeah. you're rapping with the live band
1: the people love that would it be like, awesome. last yeah. few times that I've thrown the show like the people really love it so yeah, yeah.
0: do you ever do any cover like R&B tracks or anything yeah. like that at in your my performances? um Night Shift
1: is like my once a year R&B show with the live band and yeah. it's like I do covers in the mix of that, so. You know, just to hear people sound like it. if it was that, what would it sound like? You know what I'm saying? Just to hear me on that type of vibe. So, yeah, I do that
0: for sure. What do you cover? I'm I'm curious. Summer Walker
1: was the last one that I did. I did some Jill Scott. Um, uh, Who is it? Her. I did some Her before. It just it bounces around like whoever. You're not
0: messing around like all those names. Like they're hard to cover. Yeah. Like (laughs) they're real artists. They're they're real artists. They're really singing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: So, I mean, just just experiment with like whatever is moving me at the time. I'll try to find a way to sneak that in there.
0: Yeah, that's cool. No, I think that's super cool. I think you should explore that more like, you know, band. And and I don't know if you've ran into like experiences with DJs where they're just like you just don't vibe well. Right. Like I've heard horror stories where like the DJ like just wrecked the show for an artist because they didn't have the the right instrumentals or their gear was kind of whack, kind of old school. But right? even deep,
1: like if they might it's like the shit they do on the mic or the way that they mix or they, yeah. pause, or they pause the music definitely. is terrible. Yeah, It's definitely yeah. a vibe you got to get. So that's why I love working with the guys who know me and know my performance and my set. Mm-hmm. Like I always prefer them, but like if it's a house de- house DJ for sure, I've had those experiences where it's like, bro, what are you back yeah. there doing? Like that's not it, yeah. so yeah.
0: Cause even if, if they don't know your songs, like I'm sure there's portions in your song where they can just cut it off and then the people will just sing that part or whatever. Like, you got to know which parts are going to have the vibe. Yeah. Right? So if, if if you're not dealing with your DJ, maybe they're going to miss those crowd interaction moments. You know? yeah.
1: It, it, yeah. It's like you said, it's all connection and a vibe. So, like, if they're familiar with the music and they know of me and how I rock, it's usually a vibe. But yeah. if that's their first time really mixing one of my shows, I'm not expecting too much, bro. Okay. Like, just let me rock. <laughs> you don't got to do too much. Yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. What's the last concert that you went to just as a fan? Like, what? You know, do you go to concerts often? I'm going to concerts like all the time. So. No,
1: I did like before um before my music started like rolling for real. Like I used to try to go to all the shows that I mm. could make. But then it's like once you start dedicating your money and your time to this, you really don't even have it to yeah. do it no more. <laughs> True. But um the last person who I saw who I would say they had an amazing live show, it was probably um when Jay Z came here. It's probably been about ten years now, because this was like, was it the um what's the album with with Tom Ford? Oh man, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's yeah. been a minute. Like it was that album whenever he came and he was at the uh, the Paycom Center. Yeah. And um, I went to go see him and I was like, damn, he really puts on a great live show. Like, and mm-hmm. he was like probably mid 40s then. And it's like, yeah. you still work in the entire stage. Like you have a, a set list of hits. Like you can go for an hour 45 because oh, you yeah. got the song. Easy. You know? And yeah. the people in this room, they love that. And they yeah. remember how that made them feel. And Definitely. I think like moments like that, that's what make you remember it. This past weekend, I saw uh, The Whispers. Okay. And um you know, they sing Rock Steady, and they were talking mm-hmm. about how it was the 59th anniversary of Rock Steady, yeah. and um, they're still touring, getting paid to perform a song that was a hit 60 years ago. Crazy. Like, old guys having a great time, yeah. and in the moment, just watching them on stage and hearing them talk about it, I was like, this is the shit that it's really about. Even if they wasn't like the Gap Band or Earth, Wind & Fire, like, they're still doing what they want to do, performing their music, making a living. Yeah. That's what it's all about, like, yeah, so.
0: Cool. Tell me about your crazy musical journey Experience. Tell me a little bit about that for all the viewers out there.
1: Um, I take a lot of L's. I learned to stop saying that they was losses and more so lessons. You know what I mean? Like definitely everything that I put out there, I learned what I was supposed to learn. You know what I mean? Um, my craziest one for sure, I went to go do my first, like one of my first paid shows out in Baltimore. Like this was maybe it's probably been like five years now. My first out of state show. Mm -hmm. So I um I did not have the money to go do this show. I'm yeah. getting paid $150 for it. And oh, I'm like, all right, man. cool. I'm getting on yeah. the plane. I'm going to go. Not worth it to go yeah. out there for this 150 because yeah. I got to pay round trip ticket, hotel, right, right. Uber to get to and from, whatever.
0: Yeah. But that's the grind that we're talking about, it's right? The grind. Sometimes you just got to do it to, to grind and to make stuff happen.
1: I don't make very smart financial decisions. <laughs> so I'm going to be very honest with Same. you. Same. So, yeah. I um my car payment was gonna hit like the show was that Thursday my car payment was gonna hit that Friday so like all right I'm gonna get here I'm gonna spend the money I need to spend when my car payment hit my account just gonna go into the negative but yeah. whatever because I gotta do what I gotta, gotta do, do it. yeah so while I'm up in the air they draft my car payment oh no <laughs> now I'm not knowing like I I'm yeah. in the airport I'm walking to the um to the rental car terminal to get my rental car yeah chopping it up with the lady oh these are great restaurants when you get into the city you need to go here and try mm-hmm. this go over here to this mall whatever whatever so I'm like all right cool hand her my debit card yeah. to Oh, it's not going through, man. I'm like, I, I got yeah, like I know it it's on try there. It like again. try it again. So <laughs> yeah. Swipe it again and don't go. I pull up my account negative. Like they man, done took my that's money. The you worst feel me? Like I'm so yeah. I don't have no money to get a Uber from the airport. Mm-hmm. I don't have no money to get a taxi. I don't have yeah. any money to leave this airport. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, stuck in the yeah. airport or with even my accountant. name. money
0: go. to stay somewhere overnight.
1: I have nothing. Right? Like no, no, no. Yeah. My hotel was good because I had oh, paid online, okay. so, so my hotel was good. But I okay. didn't have any money to get into the city to my hotel. It was yeah, like yeah. a forty minute drive. Okay. Okay. Cool. So I'm sitting on the bench, like crying, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucked up in the airport. I don't Man. have no money. So my cousin, um, I keep calling him, and he's trying to figure out a way to get me some money, like you know, you done got up there, you got to figure this situation out. Mm-hmm. We can't get nothing to me. So as I'm sitting there, this lady um, waiting to get on, getting the TSA line to get on her flight, she stops as I'm sitting there, like having this breakdown on the bench. And she was like, look, this is my Metro card that I had while I was here. Yeah. I don't know what you got going on, but it looked like you going through a lot. This should be enough money to get you into the city. Man. So give me the Metro pass. I get on a train, ride into the city. Yeah. Just so happened my homegirl's mom is working for the government. They work for the USDA out there. And, um, And you didn't know that? No, I did not know this at the time. Like, I called my sister and I'm crying. She's like, hey, Jazz is my friend from college. She was like, you know, Jazz's mom is working out there now. Like, call Jazz and see if she can get you in touch with her mom.
0: Yeah.
1: I call my homegirl Jazz. She's like, it's nothing. You should have told me you was going to be there. Like, this, this, and that. I would have have my mom come pick you up, all this stuff. So, take the train, get into town. Her mama gets off work and picks me up downtown. Um, Drives me into the city to my hotel. Let's me use her credit card to schedule an Uber to get a ride back after the show from the hotel back to the airport. Yeah. (laughs) I think just to have the, the the show was great. The people was amazing. I got paid. It was cool. It was a great experience. I don't trade it for nothing, but it just showed me that there was nothing I wouldn't do to get the things done that I need to do. Yeah. And I was dedicated from that moment forward. Like I don't give a damn what gotta go, how many times I gotta break down, what gotta happen. I'm doing what I gotta do. You feel me? So that's for sure my craziest experience. (laughs) Like
0: man, that's amazing. And I'm a big believer in energy, right? So if you're putting out that energy, like I'm gonna make it happen regardless. Yeah. And then things just like happen for you. Like they flow. Like like just it just all worked out. Like I don't got
1: the money, but somehow some way God gonna make this happen. And I've seen that a thousand times. Like I didn't have it. But when it was time to get the the invoice paid, yep. there it was. It and no matter how I came or what I'm going to do <laughs> later on to fix it, yeah. but it came. You feel me? So, yeah. yeah. Did
0: you have enough money to eat at least or something? Yeah, yeah. That I had good? like $40 cash because okay. I had a
1: little cash in my wallet okay. if I wanted to eat at the airport. But okay. it's like.
0: I'm over here worried about like, hey, do you got a place to sleep? You got food? Like, hey, tell me. Everything's okay.
1: <laughs> I had the hotel. Like, I had prepaid for the hotel online, which I yeah. thank God for that. Because if I would have waited till I got there, yeah. I would have been fucked Man. off. But just <laughs> seeing the opening that phone and seeing my account on negative and being yeah. stuck in that airport. Like like I said, I really did break down on that bench. like cried yeah. in front of everybody walking past. Looked like a dramatic scene out of Lifetime movie. Like <laughs> yeah. I was on that bench bawling.
0: Before you handed it the card and the client had you like talked about like, oh, I'm a, I'm a rapper. I'm here to do a show. Yo, or, I was on Google yeah. Maps
1: trying to find what restaurant I was going to yeah. eat when I got into the okay. city. Like I wasn't <laughs> even thinking that there was a possibility <laughs> okay. this wasn't going to flow. Okay. Now I'm planning not to make my car payment, but I'm right, planning right. to be all right while I'm out here. Yeah, definitely. But- Yeah, man. I was really just geeked to be in the city. Like all the things I was going to go see, I'm going to have my rental. I'm going to go everywhere I want to go. Wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That was crazy.
0: I mean, that's what a lot of people don't see, right? They don't see the struggle. They just see Instagram. They think like she's living the best life, right? Like, you know, performances, music videos, they don't see the grind, the behind the scenes, the struggle just to get your dreams out there. Right.
1: For sure. Like, I think that those are the moments that's going to matter. I always think about it. Like I said, I'm a big picture person and I'm delusional. So I always think of my movie whenever it's all said and done and it's like this is gonna be a great scene in my yeah. movie like sometimes in the middle of my cry i'll be like this is gonna be a great scene when i get my movie <laughs> yeah. like, but yeah. all the, the hip-hop like documentaries or the movies that i've seen on the artists that i love like the nwa stories it really is the bad shit that makes the movie you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like the great things that you see that they went through to build character it's like that's the stuff they love you for so yeah Right.
0: yeah no i think that's super important i think you know, and if everybody had it made, maybe you wouldn't be inspired to yeah. write the music that you do, right? Like, if everything was just handed to you, you probably wouldn't be as authentic.
1: Right. I, right? Don't, I don't trade nothing that makes me the woman that I am. You know what I'm saying? I thank yeah. God for my experience, like, good, bad, and different. It's like, I don't trade anything that makes me who I am. Yeah. So it's like just learning how to wrap my brain around that. It's like, no, I, I always want to be who I am. I always have to get to this place. And it's like, whenever I get to where I'm going... I had to go through all of that to be that. So, if that was God's way of showing me to get here, then it just is what it is. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. What's been your favorite performance that you've done?
1: I uh, would for sure say, um, I want to last year's Norman Music Fest. It okay. was like um, probably one of my hypest shows. Like, you would have thought I would already made it by yeah, then. You know what, what I'm saying? Awesome. Just to have, and you know, they all college kids riled up drunk in the bar. They was throwing money yeah. on stage and all type <laughs> of stuff. But, like, nice sober or not you feel that music and they yeah. they gave me that energy that night so that was probably like one of my favorite experiences
0: that's cool have you done that show before or was this that like was my your first, first time? time yeah okay cool where would you say you have the biggest following like is it back in enid or now in okc yeah. or norman like where do you where do you think you um, have the biggest okc
1: following? is my biggest following now um okay. number two is for sure tulsa dallas houston seattle and um i believe college town texas okay don't know much about these places or how the music gets to where it's going yeah. but those are like my biggest markets like so okay. it's i'm hitting the state that i'm in the state around me how i got to seattle i don't know i think yeah. i did like two thousand streams in the uk as of That's now That's awesome yeah. don't know how i got over there don't have no money to yeah. market it there but somebody over there think it's a vibe but you know
0: so, right and it's on your radar yeah. so whenever you can make it happen make it happen right for sure like yeah. if i
1: could get on to like artist showcases or something like that I'll, I'll go do it man just to get the people who are in that area Like some people look at it like it's small, but to me, 2,000 plays in a city like that, that's a big deal to me. It's like somebody is thinking enough to keep pressing play on that. So yeah, Yeah. I would love to be where they at.
0: I think sometimes we take those numbers for granted, right? Because online, they're just digital numbers. But if you imagine 2,000 people in a concert hall, you're going to fill it up, right? In 2,000, it's easy to see like, oh, only 2,000 likes or only 2,000 followers. And a lot of time people take that for granted, I think.
1: I don't even look at it like that. I'd be like, "Look, if I could go to the UK and do a show, and it was nineteen, twenty people in the room, I won that You're day." Still you feel me? It. Like yeah. I won that day. <laughs> yeah. Like you never know who in that room will really lock in and love what you do. Like right. I, I can't stress it enough how much I value the people that love my gift and what I do, like and how it's impacted them. Like when I do, act, I'm such an introvert that I don't really go nowhere and like hang out with people. But whenever I do go outside, yeah, I always get a lot of love that I don't expect, and from people who, like you said, I'm not thinking that you even know who I am or seeing what mm-hmm. I'm doing, and it's just like. No, this is whenever I take my kids to work, I pray, I play this song. This is my get up in the morning motivation song. And it's like, I don't, you don't know me from the man in the moon, Mm. but the music is resonating with you. Like I can't trade that for nothing else. So yeah.
0: I would have never guessed that you're an introvert. You come across as like super confident, super like determined. (laughs) No, it's
1: (laughs) like whenever it's time to to turn the lights on or turn the mic on, the job going to get done. But just as. Me, Jamie from Enid, like I'm a super introvert loner to myself. It's really? like I'm real quiet. All I want to do is listen to my music, smoke my weed, and mind my business. <laughs> yeah. Like that's all I wanna do.
0: <laughs> so you don't really like enjoy being around people or if nothing. I'm honest
1: with you, yeah. no my anxiety real bad, yeah. like it's probably some trauma shit or something, but it's like <laughs> big crowds and being with people I don't yeah. really know and be familiar with it messes with me a lot. And i will be like, mm-hmm. this makes me really uncomfortable, but I got to force myself to be in situations to get the things that I want. So Definitely. I'm learning it, but I won't say that it don't come with some shit to where I need to just take time and recharge. Cause right. I don't want to be around all these people. I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah. So how do you hype yourself up before a show you're about to go on stage? You're probably like super nervous. I imagine. or It's what? not a
1: show that I've done that yeah. I have not been nervous. Like yeah. every single time it's like, I got like my stomach got the bubble guts <laughs> as I like, I yeah. can't, but it's like, um, I gassed myself up. Like I said, I'm delusional. It's like walking into a wrestling match. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going in here for the win. And I like long before, whenever I was super broke and I couldn't even afford a contact lens, like I would just take my glasses off so the crowd would be a blur. I wouldn't uh, know. really? Like okay. if the figures are out there, I don't know <laughs> yeah, if they're not yeah. feeling it or not, but I'm giving yeah. it everything That's that I got. That's a good hack. So, That's a good
0: hack. You're like, I don't even see who's out hey, there. Hey, man, right? just
1: grateful that I'm yeah. not falling off the edge. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, the crowds was blurred for a long time. Yeah. Like, But once I built it up and the people's reaction was like, no, they them figures is moving a little bit. They right. like what I'm doing. So right. yeah, just growing from that confidence. It just, it turned me into a, a different type of performer. So cool. yeah.
0: Do you have any rituals that you do behind stage? Like, I don't know, like any vocal warm ups or anything that you have to I do all to. the time? No? <laughs> I need to, and I need to stop <laughs> yeah. smoking
1: weed, but I pray yeah. like so much of what I do and, and who I am and where I'm at. Like I, I give glory to God for all of that. So it's like, I'm gonna always take, take that time to give it up. Like right before I go on, I'm, praying that I don't forget my words, that I have a great set that it's connecting to the people who need to fill it in the building. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just, I go to the, to the source first.
0: Awesome. That's cool. We were talking a little bit off camera and it sounds like maybe, you know, Sky High, she's been on the podcast before. Have you done any collabs with anybody here locally or do you plan to do anything like that?
1: I have like a whole album of like Oklahoma collabs. Like in the meantime was really like an Oklahoma playlist. Like if there's, I would say, now, to there's there's so much more new stuff going on now, but at that time, like the cream of the crop is on that album. You awesome. know what I'm saying? Like, um, as far as what was going on, on the, in the Oklahoma City scene, and a little bit of Tulsa, but yeah, I would say that that's the one where it was a big collab thing. I feel like with what I'm doing, my confidence of who I am, like I come in the room like I'm the greatest. So it's like I feel like because of the way I feel and the way that I move, God gonna show you me, but I'm gonna show yeah. you Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna take them risks to to go work with different video videographers, photographers, artists, um producers, DJs, like, I got to show you the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, pr- cool. I present the package a different way. So it's like, mm. yeah, if I can bring somebody into the fold who's truly dope and then like make that a moment, yeah, why not? Awesome, For sure. cool.
0: I think you're headed in the right direction. I mean, you're super determined. You can tell you're passionate about what you're doing. So yeah. I, I have no doubt you're going to be successful. I wish you continued success. Yeah. We are getting here the, the signal that we're running out of time. But before we do that, I want to give you a space to plug in your socials. Where can people find you? it may be some upcoming events. This is going to come out Monday. So it's going to be, you know, you're going to have the super busy weekend, but any future stuff, if you want to plug in, go for it.
1: Um, for sure. My name, like I said, I go by the name of KO bitch alive. Fuck who tell you. Otherwise, um, I'm on everything as she is KO. If you need any more details, my website is she is KO.com. Um, you know, IBA, it's the movement, the campaign, you can't miss it, the brand you can trust. You know what I'm saying? Um, This coming year, my new album, it's not you, it's me on the way. So yeah. Man, I need you to do
0: my intro. <laughs> like you got everything unlocked, all the branding, like all the hype, <laughs> I need you to do my intro. Support me, you gave my moment, I got to yeah, shine, yeah. No, I appreciate that. I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know you're super busy and, you know, it takes time out of your your schedule to do this. No, thank you, Maverick. I
1: love the quality. I love what you're doing here. I think this is a really dope setup. Like y'all doing some professional shit here. And that's to be acknowledged. Like, thank you for having me, bro. For real.
0: Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. Definitely welcome back anytime. Just hit me up. You know how to, you know, get in contact
1: with me. I'm here. Doors always open. Thank you.
0: All right. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the international, not local KO on the Maverick podcast. Keep grinding because in dreams we trust.